0: Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast.
1: This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away.
0: As you are back from Germany, my friend, how does it feel to be back in the United States? Uh, is it better? Yeah. You know, I mean, cold, different? Well, let me say this. Me, I haven't really experienced what they
1: call um, hyperspace lag, right? I mean, the, the jet lag situation. And my sister had a wedding uh, sort of reception yesterday. I got out of that and was back, I was talking to you a little bit during the day. I was like, oh yeah, I'll hit you up. Five o'clock in the afternoon, 5 p.m., I am so dead tired, I'm like, I'll just take a quick nap. My Buckeyes got beat, that was a garbage game,
0: by the way, unbelievable. God. Uh, well, it's not yeah, even I, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, live that one down for about the next five years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been riding I've, as soon as since I moved back to Portland, you know, like three, four years ago, yeah. I've been riding high on any time I run across a Ducks fan. Like, <laughs> remember 2015? Well, now, gosh, dang, gosh, it. dang it. Think I was just a regular season
1: game, but young team, whatever, right. young coaches, whatever. But uh, it, I was talking to you and then I, I come back and I'm like, oh, I'll just take like a, you know, five, 10 minute nap, you know, 20 at max, 30 minutes, set my alarm. Nah, I mean I was out till like two o'clock in the morning, five o'clock to two o'clock in the morning, and then I've been up since two o'clock in the morning. So it has been, it's a crazy adjustment. I didn't think that kind of stuff was real, quite frankly, and now I've experienced it for myself. It's a nine.
0: It's a how? Wait, how big of a time difference? So is for me, it, it's it, six.
1: It's six for right, you. It's nine. Nine hours for me, right? Yeah.
0: So I, I think today, I think just need this one day to like kind of stay up and. How like, do they know. calculate time in Star Wars when you're on different planets and? they just all go by like star date and star time or
1: yeah galactic time of some kind I, I yeah that's a good question galactic mean time? yeah yeah i mean I it, I that yeah because really you're jumping around all over the place you know you leave one place and the sun is setting and and you know hyperspace it and sun's rising i don't know that's um that's crazy uh anyway it's it's great i'm glad i'm glad to be back uh it's awesome. We got some content here. We are, by the way, uh, while, while Matt pulls up some of our, our doc here and gets us gets us ready to dive into this episode, we are going to be checking out some awesome comic books. Matt and I, I it, call me Adobe One Kenobi, all right? Adobe One is here, right? And the editing software is with him. So I finally had time. Let's go. I finally had time to like look into it more, and I wanted to do comics, bring them to life. And really, it's more for the podcast, too, just to kind of... I, I like reading these stories. Kira, for example. Spoilers from Solo. Kira, back. Steals Han Solo's body uh, in, in, in Carbonite. Bulba Fett has to come after her. Like Those are stories that you get in the comics. That it's, it's this filler stuff between episode five and six. I can't wait for that. So all those good things are coming in the future, and we'll, we'll be diving into that goodness. So get ready for kind of a new segment in hyperspace where we maybe drop um, just what we've been learning about comics and keeping you guys up to date. It's a big it's confusing to even me, right? People always ask me about literature, Star Wars literature. Where do you go? Where do you start? And with comics, I'm going to try to figure that out for you guys. And we'll do an episode breaking down uh, where to start, how to get caught up, and all that
0: good stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun diving into these comics. Um, and there's so many of them. We're just kind of going to start plowing through really all of them Legends, Canon. Um, I'm really excited. I want to do the Django Fett Open Seasons comic. Uh, which now has some canon uh, tie-ins with it that were brought up in Mandalorian. So it's going to be fun to talk about that. We Also on today's show, we're going to be talking about KOTOR, otherwise known as Knights of the Old Republic. Um, We got some comments and stuff we got to get to first. But first, you know, attention to listeners across the galaxy, kind of like Palpatine here, (laughs) just broadcasting that message across the galaxy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. should we put this can we on the video version <clears throat> can we get this as like a scroll as the scroll it's like the, yes. the crawl the <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's a star wars <laughs> yeah it's just crawling across the screen yeah <clears throat> all the way from australia to houston i'm sure exical as well uh do we have a pube problem if so our friends at manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0 kick your pubes to the next planet with reform attack is for the orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders at male grooming join the 2 million men worldwide who trust manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided 20 i
1: tell you right now right now uh and manscaped would agree with me on this pubes equal dark side okay they need to be manscaped, friends. <laughs> so, you know, get get the tools, get the get the 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair. I told you about the 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 singeing that I had that I had happen right in mm-hmm. Germany. They took the lighter after me. Never right. again
0: will I do so that. So does I, it does it does it cut as clean of a of a cut as No. as a lightsaber. No, it the, actually the, the manscaped performance package does it cut as clean as a lightsaber
1: oh yes it does yes i thought you were talking about the yeah no oh. those guys <laughs> trying to light my ears on fire no yeah this this definitely cuts as clean my friend uh but it's also got the safeguards on it too all right it, it somehow has a, a, a technology somehow it, somehow somehow it's advanced <laughs> in, in such a way that when you use it it only targets the pubes it only targets the dark
0: side so there we go hey there we there we there we go man it's kind of like a death star level i mean just it obliterates it
1: yeah yeah except for it's got more precision than the death star right so like let's say you just wanted to take out one specific element or thing on a planet it narrows in on it it'll take it out you gotta remember it's safe that's the thing people get a little nervous about this but it is a safe
0: product and as does use it right those fumes will be just like alderaan Non existent, not okay, gone, they are (laughs) gone, gone.
1: not Uh. Alderaan
0: Alder, gone. Okay, Uh, um. (laughs) (laughs) anyway, guys, so make sure to get 20% off plus free shipping with your code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you, yeah. The other, the other
1: day, we so first of all, uh, shout out to our friends from the Council of Elders. We had our first hangout there. We had Matthew Perry in there. We had Ryan, uh, our good friends over from uh, our other project, BTK. We had Andrew. We had Sarah. We had Taylor. Uh, Matt got in there. It, it was fun. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. So shout out to all those folks who joined us. We had a couple other folks who said Saturday would have worked better. It's kind of hard to figure out like, you know, do we do Friday or Saturday and can't necessarily do both. So we're going to have another one though, I think towards the end of this month, maybe right after visions and get in there and talk with folks about visions. And also still, I have folks reading the Thrawn heir to the empire book, and we'll talk more about that. I had, I had a couple individuals who wanted to talk on Saturday who wanted to talk more about the book. So we tabled that. So if you're still interested, that'll be coming out at the end of the month, uh, or maybe around October 1st, we'll get in there. And have another another council of elders. Those are fun. They could be recorded. It was just a great time to get in there and chat with some Star Wars fans. So if you're interested,
0: uh reach out to one of those individuals in the group or or what have you. It, it was super laid back, right, Sir Matt. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. I got I jumped in there sort of late. Um and we were just hanging out talking about you know, we we're talking about the sequels, we were talking about where we think Mandalorian's going, all of it. Right, right. We, video, you know, video games, the whole deal. Yeah, video games, Kira. Uh, Sarah
1: brought in a, uh, it was like a Rodian drink, like this shot uh, beverage, you know, not necessarily Spotchka all right, but this was definitely right. a, a Star Wars themed drink. It was sick. It came out of the Galaxy's Edge uh, like cookbook or like drink book kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I need to get me one of those because I want to be making Rodian drinks, right? I want to know what they drink on Ryloth by God, all right? So I need to go like grab this book. Do we know? And- I bet it's in there. I bet that's the whole thing with Galaxy's Edge. I think they uh they've got all those themed kind of kind of drinks. To me, Spotchka is just hypnotic. Okay. Right. So, that's <laughs> you, you you've got fans. Is it Van. illegal? No. No, I think Spotchka it's it's I think it's good. Yeah, it's spice You're good. Spice run. Well, yeah. You're <laughs> all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you right alright you do not run spice. All right. It's not good. Ask the, ask the Martez sisters about that. It'll get you in trouble, all right? I'll ask Colin Solo about that, all right? But, yeah, okay.
0: anyway. So good awesome. All right. Good times, guys. Um. So I guess the first sort of Star Wars news as is, is uh, we're getting a little nerdy here. Knights um, of the Old Republic, back. Back. That was
1: awesome. I was shook for a second because you see stuff sometimes, and you're like, okay, is this just somebody – like Star Wars Theory, God bless him. Uh, sometimes we'll just post somebody's name and he tries to get something trending and get it going. And so, you know, Theory, come on. Now I see him posting
0: about this, which we all want. And I'm like, is this real? Is this actually happening? So it has been rumored for an incredibly long time that a re- that a remake is in the works. Um, and I would imagine that some of the reasons we haven't seen it earlier um, is because it was probably going through sort of who's actually going to be the ones doing it and i would imagine that some of that also has to do with the fact that electronic arts uh monopoly over star wars games is clearly no longer a thing um right so it was a the the original um you know you go back to the early 2000s and you basically had lucas arts had a video game studio and they were making just all kinds of games a lot mostly prequel stuff uh to be entirely honest um that was the era and then they licensed out uh their star wars um license to bioware which was its own company then now bioware is the same people who make the mass effect games they make dragon age games um they were bought up by electronic arts and so then electronic arts has been handling most of the uh, most of the other games right uh, they own dice same people that make the battlefield games they made the battlefront game <clears throat> excuse me and so now this is actually being done by Sony and Aspire are the people who are going to be developing this game Aspire is actually we were looking this up um they're the ones who have been handling all of the ports which is actually what they mostly do so they take sort of already existing games and have been bringing them over to different hardware. So uh, recently, a lot of the older, that same generation Star Wars games, um, like the Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, Kyle Katarn, Republic Commando, which is a really, really great Star Wars game. um, It's all in those sort of early 2000s. They've been porting them to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch, and stuff like that. Um, so they're actually going to be developing it. And from what I can see, this is the first game they've actually ever developed themselves.
2: Okay. Um,
0: so that causes me a little bit to be like, uh, okay, what exactly are we doing here? Because is it just a remaster? Is it a remake? Because some games get sort of the remaster treatment, and which you just take the already existing game and you throw it on a basically like PC, which is what you can do now. And because we can have much better re- resolution on monitors and stuff like that, it still looks better, but it's not necessarily like a full remake with today's technology. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot less common, but this is touted as a remake. So it's going to be interesting to
1: see. Yeah. So there's a really good article. Uh, if you guys are interested, if you go to Star Wars.com, I love when they uh, post updates like this, but. This is, so first of all, also Matt, can you can you just for our listeners Kotor, what is it and
0: like RPG, like that that right. type of thing? Yeah, so uh, the term yeah, so yeah. Th- yeah, so the term kotor, which is Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, um, but it's obviously incredibly long to say. So there's three games in the series. Um, there's Knights of the Old Republic one, which is developed by Bioware. And then Knights of the Old Republic 2, which was developed by a company called Obsidian. They are okay uh, at, at making games. And you can play, I think, both of them, like even on your Android or iPhone. I think you can play them on your iPhone now, to be entirely honest. Um, you can find the originals anywhere. The first game in the series, is, story-wise, is leaps and bounds better than the second game. And it is, quite honestly, one of the best Star Wars stories ever written. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I mean, a book version of that or a movie version of that would immediately to me is as good as Rogue One as as to basically like something, something just outside of the the origin of the main line movies. Hands down, Knights of the Old Republic, because I don't want to spoil it. I think maybe some people sort of know they've seen Darth Revan. This is the old Republic. Then there was then there is a video game called Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is a MMO RPG, which stands for massive multiplayer online RPG, which is sort of RPG role playing game, um, kind of like World of Warcraft, like you're playing mm-hmm. online yeah. with a bunch yeah. of people. It's actually, I think, worth even checking out today because it's free to play, and there's a lot of content in there where you get to pick a handful of different uh, races and character types and they all have an individual unique story and each one's probably like 20 hours long so there's probably i mean legitimately if you were to go through every sort of arc there's probably 200 hours worth of free content and that doesn't even touch like oh i'm gonna Pay like a monthly subscription and then like play online and do raiding and questing and all this stuff. And then the cutscenes, just go look up some of the cutscenes yeah. from this game. Yeah. They're still gorgeous today. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing
1: game. for I'll put it to you guys like this. When I was in college, I almost had to drop out simply to complete the game. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> like, remember that? Like, it, it, was, it was so, I got so, um, there was so much to do that like I had you, my buddy Tom, like you guys were playing the game and I was just watching and then we would take turns and kind of jump in there and do different things. It's, it's just such a sick game. Let me read to you guys the uh, Star Wars.com. So it's set 4,000 years before the Galactic Empire and hundreds of Jedi Knights have fallen in battle against the ruthless Sith. You are the last hope of the Jedi Order. You can master the awesome power of the Force on your quest to save the Republic or will you fall to the lure of the dark side? There's that choice, right? Hero or villain, savior or conqueror. You alone will determine the destiny of the entire galaxy. Uh, features an epic star Wars role-playing experience with unique characters, creatures, vehicles, planets. That's, that's one of the best part, right? They expanded the star Wars universe and they took us to places we had, we had heard about or read about in star Wars books. And we went there and we're like, wow, that was awesome. So uh learned to use the Force with over 40 different powers uh, build your own lightsaber. You could customize your lightsaber. Adventure through, uh, like I said, the locations Tatooine, um, Kashyyyk. We were there for quite a bit on Kashyyyk. Choose your party from nine customizable characters. You got droids,
0: Wookies, Twi'leks, um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. The the cast of characters in oh yeah the, ca- the the cast of characters in in Knights of the Old Republic both one and two as well as the Old Republic. I mean, I think I think in this remake you'll see elements from all of them. Um, you know, Bastila is an epic Jedi. Honestly, Bastila is hands down one of the most powerful Jedi ever. Ever. And e- e- like not even close. Like, I mean, she's I'm not saying she's Luke Skywalker, like Legends Luke Skywalker level. She's close. But she's pretty close. Yeah. Because she has she has a special sort of force ability called battle meditation, where as sort of a general, she can just fly into a battle on a ship and basically take over. Yes. the the whole thing. It's it's, it's awesome. It's insanely powerful. Um. Now the other thing that's really interesting about this is, uh, well, first some other characters. HK forty seven is the will immediately become almost anybody who's unfamiliar with its favorite droid ever. He is an assassin droid, and he just yeah. thinks Jedi are idiots, and he's hilarious. <laughs> he is just he is. I mean, he may, he is funnier than Chopper, and I I I. Say it. He is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get Candras Ordo who takes over the role of Mandalore, um, but so the interesting thing about this is, is this is going to be we don't know if this is going to be canon or not, because Re- yeah. it was it you know it was sort of I guess ish canon because it was the it was the old Republic, but yeah. now that you're bringing it back. As a big game, so far, all of the big video games have been canon. Battlefront 2, your story with Iden Versio, uh, a, there's a book, and then Jedi Fallen Order. Are we going to now canonize Knights of the Old Republic? what here's the thing they
1: have an opportunity and what there's another article too on starwars.com where they're talking to the creators um, of aspire and you've got sony interactive entertainment is in there and Mm -hmm. lucasfilm games how they're working through all this it's fascinating i'll put a link down in our description so you guys can go check it out but is it canon that's something that people are trying to to answer i really think it may come down to like what they want to do with this and what they want to tie in because you have the original voice actors kind of coming back to, to do the voices on this. They said in this article, they're looking at every piece of dialogue, every word, and it mattered whether it comes over to the new game or not. They are looking at it, trying to keep it as close as they can to the, to the original, like the spirit of it, but using right. Sony's new technology, the, the, the combat style. I think they're doing that, one, because this is a goldmine for them. I mean, this is such an awesome opportunity people have won this for, for such a long time but does it work look at what we're doing in the mandalorian we now have a reference to an ancient battle between uh, we've had this actually even in rebels right where there's this battle between jedi and and you've got the dark saber and you've got mandalorians versus the jedi that's what revan that's what the whole freaking thing uh is, is, is about, about. It's, right. it's, it's so crazy yeah so and remember this is that
0: yeah for anybody who's who's unfamiliar with the old republic you know we, we just added the high republic yeah that's 400 years this is four thousand four thousand years. years yes in the second game you it's the sith lords you play as a different character who's sort of a jedi outcast um jedi exile i think mm-hmm. is actually is the term um and he you run it, you have to take down three other you have to take down three Sith Lords, uh, Darth Sion, Darth Nihilus, who is a, is somebody who's very often cosplayed. He's on the cover. He has this sort of white and red mask. Um, and then uh, Darth Kreia, who um, actually sort of spoiler ish, starts the game sort of kind of as your friend. But one of the things about these games is you can you have so much influence them because you're constantly given choices. So, do you, do you make the games a little more linear, whatever, to canonize it? Or do you just sort of say one of these is the canon ending? The actually interesting thing about it was that they sort of leave, they left a lot of it, the story surrounding it and books and everything sort of ambiguous, so that either, so that r- regardless of the decisions you made in the game, they still all sort of worked. But as you say, as, yes, yes, uh, one of the ca- characters in there, Candrus Ordo, it um, retakes it, it, uh, in between the first and the second game Mandalore mm-hmm. and is now the Mandal. He is he is called the Mandalor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's or he's called he's called me he's called the he's Mandal- He has this full set of of like of armor. Yep. Um. And first of all, he's an he's a absolute boss, and anybody should have him on your team uh, yes. in in yes. either game, but especially the second one. Especially gives you that great range support. But um, he's a great character. And now you can sort of expand his, his story and give him the Darksaber. Yeah,
1: totally. And there's a way. Like, I'm glad you brought up the date and the difference between High Republic and the Old Republic. Because, man, this is this is untouched, right? In canon, it's untouched. You can just make this a game. Let your content creators go in there and build around this. Like, like let this be a thing and work around it. People, it's so beloved. It's just like... I, I I don't know. Like the decision to bring Luke Skywalker back, or to bring Thrawn in as as they did in Rebels, that was genius. You know the hype that that created. Bringing Thrawn back, they didn't have to do that from from, from Legends. He wasn't there in canon, right? Um, when they when they when Disney bought it, they they just had the movies to go off of. So who do you bring back? What pieces? What elements of the old Legends arc do you bring back? All the stuff past Episode six, sure you can't do that. Um, and you might even say, well, can you do any of this stuff that's that's way back in the day uh, with the Old Republic? Yeah, you can. You don't have to do all of it. You don't have to do uh, all of the Emperor Vitiate and all that kind of crazy stuff. Or you can. It, there's thousands of years. You can do hundred-year arcs inside of those. I even think,
0: like, I even think, I even think the, diff, the time difference between Knights of the Old Republic. So Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 take place within like a three-year period. It's all yeah. pretty much Knights of the uh the old republic which is the third game yeah um i think takes place like 150 years after the second one
1: yeah because aren't you like the hero of tithe no no that's different that's no. another that's the, uh, that, that's the other right. old republic different, right yeah um game okay well yeah so so even there there's a there's a time gap so inside that time gap i mean it's just crazy what we're talking about we're trying to fill a 30-year time gap between episode six and seven and we've got tons of shows tons of shows Following these different characters, you can launch this game right here. Let all me right. read. Let me read to you one character, Matt. If I want to sell people on this, this game has been out for a long time, so I don't feel like this is major ma- major spoilers. There's a character in here we all love him, uh, Jolie Bendo. Let me just mm-hmm. read two paragraphs on his arc. Jolie Bendo is a character in Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Jolie is an old hermit living in the Shadowlands on the forest floor of Kashik. Friends, you go to Kashik. He's in the Shadowlands, and he's Jolie Bendo. Um, a former Jedi Padawan, Bendo helps Revan bypass shield generators that lead deeper into the Shadowlands to find the star map and the remains of Revan's party. After the main character gains experience, Jolie tells the tale of how he was once a smuggler, and through this he met his wife. Against the wishes of the Jedi Council, he trained her in the way of the Force. She was then seduced to the dark side by Exar Kun, the Dark Lord, all right? Upon falling... Um, upon failing to convince jo- Jolie to join Exar Kun as well, she drew her lightsaber on him. He won the fight, but was unable to bring himself to kill her. She escaped and went on to kill many Jedi. Jolie then, uh, expected to be punished harshly for his mistake, but the Jedi Council said he had learned his lesson the hard way, and they considered promoting him to knighthood. Disappointed with the Jedi's decision, Jolie left the Order and started wandering the galaxy before he crash-landed on Kashyyyk. There's a whole arc right there. There's one character right there that if you were looking at a verse or what they're doing with like the Ahsoka series, the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett, uh, Rangers, they had these series. You go back and launch Knights of the Old Republic. And from that, you have this game. You can make, you can literally tell any of these stories, backstories upon backstories or move them forward. Bastila is huge. The battle meditation arc. Here's something else. One more tie in. I mean, I mean just oh Revan <laughs> himself is just, that's it that's it's what everything. it's all about that's everything darth Mal- Darth malik i mean yeah it's it's so awesome see guys the thing about this game too like they went to dantooine they went to the old jedi temple on dantooine they show you things about mandalore that you never thought you that thought you'd see bastila has a power so in heir to the empire and folks who are reading that reading that series it's an old legends arc it's a, it's a Thrawn trilogy uh jorah Joris Sabayoth, Master Sabayoth, he uses a form of dark side battle meditation. Guess who else uses that? Bastila. And so she has that. It's like, they paid so much attention back in the day to like, okay, Timothy Zahn did this. It was good in in the early 90s. And then later on, they give Bastila this awesome power that she goes in and does battle meditation. And it's freaking sick. It's just like, that's the kind of stuff people want is the continuity and the connections. Like, oh, she also has that power. And
0: I don't know. It's just, it's freaking awesome. The Sweet. star,
1: it's, the star forge is a whole big thing. Like the star
0: forge, the star huge. forge, actually, you know what? The star forge sort of in a way reminds me of starlight beacon.
1: Yes, it does actually, which they, yeah. Yeah. I thought right. about that too. When,
0: when that, yeah. So, right. so it's interesting. It's awesome. I'm super down for it. Um, really quick here before we take our, our, our mid mid break. Um, you know, it's interesting though uh we still you know we've now seen lego star wars and we've seen this there's a star wars game that was announced that we've yet to see anything for and that's star wars hunters which is going to be i believe a nintendo switch exclusive i think we should see something of that here shortly perhaps even this week nintendo has pretty much always had a nintendo direct which is sort of their like 30 minute they just always do like a every so often they do like a 30 minute presentation um, just on their like their YouTube channel and Twitter and everything. And it's like, hey, here's some of the, our upcoming games. Um, it's not like a big press conference or anything, but um, they've done one every year in September, um, but they never announce it like months ahead of time. Nintendo's literally just like, hey, because uh, it changes the week changes literally. They're like on Tuesday, they'll be like, oh, hey, we're going to have a presentation on Thursday. And so then that's so. But they've done one every year in September. So I would almost have to imagine that that would be one of the games we see. I feel like that's got to be coming. I feel like that's got to be coming down the pipe. It was announced early this year, I believe. Yeah. And we haven't seen any we haven't seen anything about it since. But we've we know that there are some other Star Wars games in development. Ubisoft is working on one. They make the Assassin's Creed games. Um Jedi Fallen Order 2, sure. I think maybe we'll see that next year. And then We'll, okay, we'll go from there
1: let me ask you a question uh before we take our break here but th- this is a uh th- there's a screenshot nintendolife.com has these screenshots out mm-hmm. this just kind of came out and as you said we'll probably get more this was september 9th uh was today september 12th when we we're recording this so yeah there's there could be more news on this this is set according to the pr on this um hunters will take oh place. wow this
0: just you're right this just came
1: out just came out yeah Will take place after the fall of the Galactic Empire and is inspired by iconic Star Wars um, locales. You'll be able to take control of daring bounty hunters, heroes of the Rebellion, Imperial Stormtroopers, and a more fast-paced and visually stunning combat. But man, who's holding a freaking lightsaber there? Is that your own customizable? I mean, after the fall of the Galactic Empire, I mean, just maybe they picked up some old Order 66 lightsabers and these folks are running around. Hacking people up, you got like a, a a modified battle droid, um uh you know, over there. You've got Jawas fighting. You've got. I mean, it's just freaking insane. It's just like almost uh, like a battle royale. You
0: know what though?
1: What what?
0: Oh man, two. I I can look at this for one second. Is it this bad? Is, this is. A, it's a mo. It's gonna be a mobile game. It's gonna be a mobile game that's gonna get a Nintendo Switch for. You can tell. See the see the icons on the screen there. Yeah. On the right. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where you touch. Ta- that's where you, you tap it with your. That doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad game, but right. it just it does mean that it's probably not going to be some sort of mega Big, yeah. thing, although I will say the switch their switch game playing sort of mobile games on switch because there's a lot of them that come over and there's a handful of games that are sort of designed with both in mind, like even Pokemon Unite, which is sort of like their version of League of Legends. Um, or Heroes of the Storm is fun, and it's was I think obviously designed. It's for the Switch, but I think it's also designed for mobile. Um, but I mean, you can tell immediately just by by seeing those icons there on the on the on the right of the screen. That's mm-hmm. exactly where you tap something with your with your hand. So again, yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be a bad game, but I would have to say that the, it is also going. It's going to be a mobile game as well.
1: Gotcha. And, and The thing is, too, it looks like it's just, I mean, from the setup, it's just a
0: fun go in there, bash and fight, right. kind of. No, it was never, it, w- it certainly was never touted in the first place as being some sort of like what we would consider to be a triple A game. Yeah. Which is, a triple A game is like your Assassin's Creed, Forza, Call of yeah. Duty. I mean, those are like the, you know, yeah. games that cost like a $100 million to make. Mario, stuff like right. that. Right. So. Okay. All right. Awesome.
1: Uh, well, okay friends. Yeah. With that, uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we've got some transmissions to read. Uh, we've got some more Star Wars to talk. So we'll, we'll be right back. All right, Matt, uh, we're back. And I wanted to say just real quickly as we transition out of here, do you think at some point that Lucasfilm or Disney, whoever it is making these call, right? Do you think they went to EA and they said, just like Yoda Right at an end, your rule is and not short Maybe. enough, was it? <laughs> I, ho- I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hope
0: so. I am very anti electronic arts, and I, 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 I will, I, as, is, as is most people, because they were rated as the worst company to work for. Again, let me remind people not the worst video game company to work yeah. for in the United yeah. States, the worst company to That's work for. crazy. In the United States, yeah, that's hard to be just, you know first in that. They category. just cop they they just copy and paste Madden and FIFA every year, so that's just that's pretty much what they do, uh, you know. Wow. So okay, yeah, they don't need to. Be, Star Wars needs to be handled by the right people. Yeah. Which would be there's there's right well there's certain developers out there right I mean they said hey we're gonna do an open world game, okay uh-huh. who makes some of the who makes the best open world games. Ubisoft, they make the Assassin's Creed games. Okay, do, do yeah. I want do I want an Assassin's Creed like Star Wars game where I can climb around and jump on stuff and have like a free city to run around in and you know get involved in? All- yeah, absolutely. That'd be that'd be perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think I think I think I think like I think originally like like Dice as the developer of Battlefront, uh yeah. they did a great job, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But you could tell that a lot of the, the the issues with the Battlefront games wasn't necessarily about its gameplay. As yes. people love its gameplay, right? Yeah. The, the, the developers it's... aren't the one. The developers aren't really the ones in there going. You know We we don't make this game really fun. Microtransactions and like holding back content for people. That's a publisher thing. So yeah. 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 So you know that's that's just how that's just how it goes. You know, squadrons. Again, that was an EA game. Eh, it wasn't. It wasn't as fun. You know who should handle it? Bandai Namco. They make the Ace Combat series, Flight Sim series. You know, that's that's the people who should give it to the give it to the good developers who make the who make the right things.
1: Yeah. Well, not, it sounds. This sounds like that's what they're doing now, which is awesome. Um, and I'm hoping for better. Start, because like back in the old days, the Star Wars games were were cool. They they, they were good. I mean, even the. Like I'd rather play Empire at War, I told you this, than go back. And right. I'd rather play Knights of the Old Republic than than some of these things. I, like the story for Fallen Jedi is is is, is cool and, and I like that, but I mean it's just, yeah, I don't know. And it was just it was okay. It was just yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. It was a pretty game.
0: But it was just okay. Yes. Okay. But we need great. Well, we need great. I mean, is it as good as the uh, Star Killer? We were going to talk about them The Force Unleashed games. Go play, play him, play him side by side, and tell me which is more fun. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order or play, or or play Force Unleashed.
1: Actually, let's let's transition into that topic though, because we were going to talk just briefly. We have, we have a transmission. Uh, we got some other things that we want to talk about here. By the way, if you don't know this, Mark Campbell, go follow go follow him on Twitter. He went viral just by tweeting his own name the other day. It was pretty hilarious. It was funny. Uh, it, was, it was really funny. Um, uh, it was trending. <laughs> I love Mark Campbell. Uh. Anyway, so Starkiller, and Force Unleashed, Ahsoka series, these individuals that that might that might show up. Matt has talked about this. He's done videos on this. I just kind of quickly wanted to to throw out a topic before we move into a nice transmission that we have, like who we're gonna see. It's one of my favorite segments. Who who are we gonna see in the Mandalorian? I'm watching Rebels. By the way, on my trip back from Germany, I had all that time to kill on the plane. I watched all of season three and I have video ideas slash podcast topics out the wazoo. All right. Because I was watching that thinking about the Mandalorian and where we're going in the Mandalorian arcs. And there is a ton in there uh, for for us to talk about. But just as we're thinking about it, I mean, I think I, I, why is he, why is it not like a legitimate thing to say that Starkiller should be someone that we rope into the Mandoverse, it he should be, it should hundred percent should
0: be. Okay, okay,
1: and, and you said this,
0: yeah, I've said it. I, he absolutely is because he is, he's a character you can bring on immediately again, uh, and he serves a few purposes. One, you can have him as a villain. Two, you have you you can you know, we brought we have Katie Sackhoff play Bo-Katan because that's who her character is modeled off of. She is an actress who also does voice acting. She's in Battlestar Galactica. I mean, right. I mean, so she's, it's not like, like Ashley Eckstein doesn't really sort of fit the look of Ahsoka. And also she is more of a voice actress as opposed to Rosario Dawson. And they wanted to go with, a specific. I get that. But you did it with Katie Sackhoff, where he said, hey, we're going to bring her in and she's going to play our character in live action. Okay, well, uh, Sam Wentworth, is an actor. He's he's been on television. Yes, he has. He's one of Ez and I's favorite shows, Smallville. Smallville, buddy. Yeah. He does a great job on there.
1: A great All job. Right. And he plays a dark side guy. You
0: know, right. So. And, and uh, I mean, Starkiller is Galen Mark is his, him. I mean, it's That's it is, is him hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so So it, you have you have that go you have that going for as well. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, it works in the timeline, it works in this whole like. You could make one. you remember how Rogue One put in like when they're searching through the database in the Empire and you have the the Darksaber and the programs and Stardust and all the different uh, things like the projects that you're that you're working on. Kenobi could be walking around and see some secret thing that Vader was working on. One little tie in that Vader was working on his own apprentice. Perhaps it's never really talked about. We don't need to do it. It's an Easter egg. You plop in a Kenobi series because you're going to cast this guy and you're going to you're going to bring him in to face Ahsoka and she was once Anakin's apprentice, right? So Ahsoka mm-hmm. was once Anakin's apprentice. Now Darth Vader goes and gets another one. There is a setup right there that is just well, a gold
0: mine and a tie-in for folks who love both and I just right. think Right. And so and so yeah, I'll briefly go over what sort of happens here. So Star Wars the Force Unleashed, which again, as we've said before in this podcast, it was canon. The story yeah. was written by George Lucas. George Lucas sort of worked on this character A-okayed and everything. It, yes. Okay, it right so in the first game you play as galen Mark a, uh darth vader goes to Kashyyyk to hunt down a jedi kills the jedi finds a young boy who is the jedi's son and takes him as his own secret apprentice uh you play through the game you do a lot of cool stuff blow up a lot of stuff you literally pull a star destroyer down from orbit with the force yeah it's pretty crazy Galen yeah. Mark was no was no slouch. No, it was. No and slouch. I say and I and I say the word was because at the end of the game, spoilers, he dies. So Galen yeah. Mark is dead. He is he is legitimately yep. dead. Right. In the second game, Vader has a is using cloning technology and creates like hundreds of clones of Starkiller trying to make one that will work. You are Star Killer was sort of his code name. So. In the second game, you play as a clone of Galen Mark, a Force-sensitive clone, a complete clone of him uh, that is obviously Force-sensitive, and so is, you're able to use the Force in the game and everything. Um, when it ends, you just kind of beat Vader, and then that's it, and you just kind of yeah. fly off. Yeah. So technically, you could actually bring him in, and you wouldn't even have to change his backstory. Yes.
1: Yeah, for yeah, for sure. Uh, um, there's a lot of ways you can do it. So one of our one of the things we have here uh, on our YouTube page, Matt did this back in the day. It was it was the Carbonite kind of you have the you have Star Killer and, and Carbonite, mm-hmm. and we have the cloning technology, all this stuff. Um, we have a comment here. I don't know if you want to read this from from Dan. Do uh, you, you care if I read it? Just just one of our, go, our go, yeah, No, go right go okay. right ahead. Yeah, yeah. So basically, this was a comment on one of our videos where we we talked about Star Killer in season three of the Mandalorian, and Dan says this. Um, this is letting my mind flow and come up with a fan fiction of this. I would like a live action Star Killer Sam Witwer. So we're talking about. He's he obviously ain't going to be uh, the level of OP that everyone complains about, but still can be very strong and formidable. He would still be the offspring of two Jedi Knights, so he would definitely be strong in the Force and have a great and have great potential. Again, to emphasize, um, not OP levels. He could be recruited under the guise of an inquisitor at a young age and be very experienced in the lightside in lightside uh, I'm sorry lightsaber combat and um, some force skills and have some special secret training with Vader due to him seeing his potential. So we can keep the secret apprentice relationship. Then. We can have a part where Starkiller is sent far away to complete a long mission, and by the time he returns, Vader and the Emperor were already defeated by Luke. Now Starkiller, who is devastated by the news, is full of rage and anger and is set on having vengeance on Luke and avenging Vader, Uh, being an antagonist to Luke. He is he would be a formidable rival to Luke due to him being trained much longer in lightsaber fighting and some force abilities and having some training by Vader uh, and being very much filled with rage and tapping a lot into the dark side this, um, this can then go in many ways where you either have Starkiller converted and finding out Luke is Vader's son and that Vader changed in the end and ends up giving up on killing Luke and trying to find his own path or can go the other route where he is um, a sympathetic villain but in the end of the day still being he's wrapped up in in vengeance uh being unable to let go and being killed by luke in a duel this is just my thoughts on how i would like to see star killer reincorporated into canon in short give me my star killer sick lots of ideas see that's the thing. There's no. I, I think when people, I love bringing these things up because, and again, I, I we joke that Disney and Lucasfilm and people are are listening. They they're creative people. This is not outside. Dave Filoni an attention to detail type of guy. They want there's cool people that you can bring back from Legends that people like, and you can work them in with new characters. The Mandalorian, brand new character, Din Djarin was never there in Legends. Nada, right? but you, br- you bring in other characters that were there. Thrawn. Clearly, Matt, Thrawn is a Legends-based character created in the expanded universe by Timothy Zahn, a, a, a writer, right? Not necessarily George Lucas. He A-OKs it. He check marks it, says go for it. It's after episode six. But now you have Thrawn, a Legends character, standing across, or we will see him. He's mentioned in The Mandalorian season two. We're going to see him in the same universe as this new character, Din Djarin, there is no reason you can't keep making your own brand new characters that are awesome and epic. And there are these new characters like Harrison and Dula and all the stuff that happened in and rebels. Those were those were wonderful characters. And then weave in something like Starkiller.
0: Yes, 100 percent as, as uh, times times a thousand. Um, and I, I've said it, I've said it before. One of the reasons he works so well, Starkiller would work so well is because then you get the you get the ahsoka if you want to go that route the the ahsoka star killer fight the apprentice of darth vader versus the apprentice of anakin skywalker and it it adds weight to to that conflict which we've already went down a little bit um perhaps he's somebody that ezra bridger could fight if we bring ezra bridger back right yeah you get that yeah that, that that fight would be would be epic Oh my god!
1: Uh, Yeah, again, that's a character who who we people people love Ezra Bridger, and you have (laughs) this is a gold mine. This is a freaking gold mine, man! All you have to have is a situation that you want the biggest, like most popular Star Wars episode you've ever seen. It's Luke Skywalker standing there, and and like Star Killer. Uh, shows up or whatever and he tries to say this this party's over or whatever thrones there and then no, we haven't seen ezra bridger and ezra bridger steps into the room and freaking ahsoka shows up like put them
0: all put them all in one room and let's just go at this thing this is well star star killer is also s- such an interesting character in his own right that like i mean you could do a star killer series Yes. You could do like like we do with Loki and WandaVision and what we're probably going to be doing with Obi-Wan. You could do a six-episode Star Killer series where you know he's conflicted because the Star Killer we leave with. I mean again, if you redo it, do you just have him you just you get rid of the clone and it's just Galen Mark. You yeah, you could go that route. But if you just go with the route of Star Killer, the second one. Um he's dealing with like being a Sith, being a Jedi which we seen before. He's also dealing with the fact of being a clone and having like all of these other memories and like being around and it's not like he's a clone of Jango Fett like all of the clone troopers are where there's like hundreds of them and you know yeah. thousands mil- millions even. This is just one guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you have so much to go off of.
1: Yeah. It's 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 really awesome. So we have another intro i'm not gonna read this whole comment but it kind of ties into into this uh conversation so anthony youtube fan yeah uh, gave R- us a comment. R- yeah go ahead no go ahead
0: go, go, go i was just i was gonna say real quick and one just one other thing is uh the whole story of the mandalorian so far has been about uh, uh cloning a force sensitive guy <laughs> that's what
1: that's what that's what anthony says here and i wanted to bring this up because it's it's a good point to what we've been talking about the bad batch by the way is all about the clones which are a bad batch Four right. sensitives being cloned nala say has been taken to mount freaking Tantis, by the way which which is like a legends connection which appears in a freaking Thrawn trilogy book Thrawn is referenced i mean there's more Th- look at all the Thrawn books that you have and all the chiss ascendancy backstory oh, yeah. they're building if you want a Shadows of the Empire or, or, or Imperial Remnant or heir to the Empire, it's freaking Thrawn. And all 100%. You, that is in, insane. Like, the the, the, the red eyes, uh, a character who, like, his crew respects him. He makes the Empire look so much better. And and they actually, like, like when you read the, the Thrawn books, you're like, I actually like this guy. And you know what? I kind of get what he's trying to do. And his crew likes him. He doesn't just, like, needlessly punish people or execute his you know, uh, subordinates or whatever. It's, it's just sick. And the bad batch is setting us up for more of that Thrawn stuff to where you're going to have situations where it, people want to see Mace Windu back. We joked about it, but I honest to God think you could bring him in as, as a master off like character and bring a clone of Mace Windu back. Why not? And Starkiller doesn't know the difference. And Starkiller is his apprentice. I, or whatever. Who I don't care. You change up whatever you want to change up. The Vader, thing is cool. But like right there's so many things that you can start weaving in together that we might think it's crazy now until they do it. And then it's just like, wow, okay, that's actually it's good story yeah. arc. The, the 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 arcs that are there uh between episodes 3 and 4 are pointing in a direction to where you have situations like Triclops. You've got Emperor Palpatine working on crazy crazy stuff. Somehow, we don't know how he did return. We have to accept that. That is, Disney will not change it. It doesn't matter if they didn't know he was going to return when they wrote 7 or when they wrote 8. They had him return in between, and that's that's what happened. So, now you tell a story behind that. You set up this cloning stuff. Palpatine's been ex- uh, obsessed. He started a whole war using clones, right? He starts a whole war, and... He uses Count Dooku to do it, and it's it's got everybody duped. There's no reason he won't have secret facilities like this, where he's cloned a Jedi Master, uh, or where he stashed away a Star Killer, used Inquisitors, whatever. It's that's the route you want to go. Palpatine's still this big bad, and his contingency plans are there, and Thrawn can tap into those things. And you still can get characters like Mara Jade. That's a great point. There's that we've got comments on that. We've done videos on it. There's a way to do it. They don't. She doesn't have to marry Luke or maybe you leave that ambiguous right. or whatever, it doesn't matter. Maybe they were close, does not matter, but a redemption arc for her or her being Emperor Palpatine's secret hand and Thrawn knowing about it, all Thrawn has to say is the emperor had a secret ha- uh, like the hand of the emperor and where she went and what she did when she showed her seal or she people knew who she was, they were in fear. She spoke with Palpatine's voice and she did she knew his secret projects and what was going on. So bring a character in like that with Thrawn, and it's it's go time.
0: Yeah, I mean I think, you know, here's the thing. It, you could even you could even blend. I mean, some of these characters, you can make a new character but basically use you know, like some of their likeness and and some of their backstory and stuff like that to make a new character now with Mara Jade I'm pretty sure you'd actually have to call her Mara Jade or the fans would you know absolutely yeah, yeah. revolt Starkiller I think his name would be changed just because we already have Star Killer base so I think I think okay. I think yeah. you, yes. whether you just you you give him a different name or you know you just have him go as Galen Marek or whatever um, but I, I would imagine that his 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 name would be changed and he won't he wouldn't actually show up as Starkiller I mean, still could, but I I, I think that's something they that would change. But again, regardless, if you want to make a new character and have it be again the, the same thing, uh, a secret Vader apprentice, I think it would work a hundred percent well, and uh, Mara Jade as well. Yeah, yeah. So I
1: I don't know. Just love bringing up the topic of of Mandalorian characters, individuals we could see showing up in that verse, and there's many more to come. And as as we cover the comics, this is something we said at the at the top of the show. When you look at the Bounty Hunter War comics, there are a ton of characters coming into this. Dengar, Bosk, uh, Zuckus is there seeing the freaking future. My God. Some of the stuff I read in this most recent comic. Charles, Charles Soule is, is doing a good job. And there's Kira. Kira is in this. Right? From Solo. Crimson Dawn's back, baby. They say it. Like, literally, it says Crimson Dawn is back. And everyone's like, what? We don't know how. Somehow. Somehow. They're ba- <laughs> the, Crimson they're back. Dawn has
0: returned.
1: They've, they've gone kind of dormant. But she is running Crimson Dawn and steals Han Solo's body and is just on. I, no one really knows where this is all kind of headed, but I think it's a setup for Akira series, possibly. What? Amelia Clark, Matt, come on. Amelia Clark in Star Wars is she? she's wonderful, right. very well liked people. She's a great actress uh, and she's got she's got everything. She is the full package. She's awesome. And you throw her in the Mandoverse with a series where she's going up again, whatever her I don't know what her story is but obviously it's important they're weaving her into the comics here I think why wouldn't you tap into that as,
0: right. as box the, office
1: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I hate to say it, but like that's that's gold that's just straight gold that could be
0: the only yeah I mean now that especially now that they've broken through the, the, the again the whole Wanda vision because I think I think our expectation when we first saw Boba Fett we're like what is this thing because yeah. we hadn't seen Loki and WandaVision and the Captain America, Falcon, Winter Falcon. Soldier show, yeah, right. We hadn't seen that yet. So now our expectations have changed, where we're like, no, you can just do a four to six episode arc, mm-hmm. and just have it be and be whatever. Now we're like, okay, now that's what Boba Fett's gonna be, that's what Obi Wan's gonna be, maybe even Andor. But Andor seems like it's like they they call it a series. They, 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 the language around Andor, to me, makes it seem like it's going to be multiple seasons. Okay. Yeah. But maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. But so now everything changes. Everything in Star Wars changes because, yeah, you, you could do that where it's basically like a comic book. And it's, a, hey, here you, here you go. I mean, Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire, six episode yeah. Dash Rendar thing. Matt. It's different. Revan. Right, six episodes. I mean, you just call it that. Oh, Yoda, Yattle. Yaddle, Dexter. A Star you Wars know, story. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Which I think was probably right because it seemed like that was their plan in the first place. Remember, was hey, we're gonna yeah. do like a Yoda movie and a Boba Fett movie and all this yeah. stuff, a Solo movie. Now I think it's no, no, no. We're gonna just do all of that on Disney Plus. We can scale the budget down. Yeah, and use it on Disney Plus. Yeah. And tell your stories and make them connect and and
1: things like that. And you need people, you need someone to oversee this. Like you you need these projects oversaw and need these creators talking to each other for, for God's sakes. You can't have all of these like look, Avengers does it. I don't know how they do it, but they do it and it works and it's, it's amazing. So whatever they're doing, they're, they're the next door over. And it seems like that's happening. It seems like that's a, well we're going to see with Book of Boba Fett. We're going to see how well connected things are. And we're seeing it in Bad Batch, right? Dave Filoni's already said here's a Tie-in, Finnick is in this and and she's tracking down Omega. And Omega is probably going to be in the Mandoverse at some point, which would be a huge, awesome, cool reveal. So, give us that. That's right. what we need.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, let me just let me, let me just see here. I'm going to try and, you know, do 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 the math here because we looked at it once. Um I think it was like three billion dollars a year because Disney remember right now parent the the head company of Disney mm-hmm. they're not paying a dividend my friend they slashed it they have really? no dividend right now they 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 suspended it during COVID they've historically paid two dividends a year for you know the past whatever during COVID they they got rid of it they slashed it um because parks were shutting down a lot a, a lot of big companies that have historically paid one forever. Uh, sure. Either lowered or didn't raise or whatever last year. But a lot of some of those companies have brought it back and all this stuff. Well, Disney has still not brought back their dividend. Um, and so I think it's like $3 billion a year is typically what they pay out to shareholders. And one of the, there was a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of art. There was a lot of arguments on like MSN or CNBC and Fox business. and stuff sure. like that. Um, people were saying that Disney actually should not bring it back Because in a stock, a lot of companies that pay a lower dividend, typically you'll see higher growth right Mm -hmm. on the stock. Like look at an Apple or Microsoft um, compared to like Pepsi or something where still grows, but not as much because they have more money or whatever. Anyway, not to get into the super technicals about it, but a lot of a lot of Wall Street analysts were arguing that Disney should forego bringing it back uh, and they should use a lot of that extra money. Right. That they now have, which is an extra three billion dollars. Now again, that all can't go to uh, Star yeah. Wars, right? Right, yeah. uh, right. <laughs> that all that all can't go to Star Wars because you have parks that are closing because of COVID. And ESPN's right. like always struggling. You have to make new shows for ABC and all that stuff. But the big majority of their of their focus should now be Disney Plus. Well, I think I broke it down. I think we broke it down. And so if it's three billion dollars that they're saving, and the Mandalorian budget's a hundred million dollars. Well, that's like 30, what, 30 new shows? You can make 30 new Mandalorian level shows a year yeah. just by, by, with that dividend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's a, what's a couple star killer series and Dexter you know, Jaxter?
0: Yeah. Job, Job of the Hut. Exactly. You yeah. know, <laughs> who's uh, the guy? Who's the guy with the headphones? Lobot. Um, Lobot. I mean, <laughs> come on. What are we? I mean, yeah, you know, give some of that money to your employees. So you know, have to work I mean, in like COVID, COVID part. You know, part theme parks in Florida and stuff like man. that. But I mean, can we at least just get one or two of some of these, some of that. these, yes. yes, some of these shows? I mean, you, you can tell a whole story in Bright Tree Village. You could
1: tell season upon season that never interferes with anything else in Star Wars because they don't leave the
0: planet, and it's just its own. How story. Has, how has Pixar? not made an ewok movie if we could get if we could get a disney pixar level ewok movie i mean we're talking like the same people who I, I don't know like the people who worked on frozen yeah and yeah. Yeah. you know finding nemo and toy story yeah Can 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 we get that can we get those guys to make us
1: a ewok movie i i was looking at the because we talked about comics and i went back to legends and you know we're always you and i was trying to like pick out something kind of crazy the comics, like droids and Ewoks, and the old TV show—it's not that bad. Some great stories in there that they could just come back and t- tell an awesome story. I don't care if they're riding tauntauns, man. Put the Ewoks on tauntauns and just tell a good story. My God. So I don't know. I'm with you though. Like there's so many things that you can do that would be fun. You remember, um, the Resistance show was a short kind of little thing that was fun so, that they did for kids. You know. So
0: yeah. So last year, okay. Here's the math. So they saved $1.6 billion for each of the dividend payments. So 1.6 times two is uh, you know like what 3.2. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. 3.2 billion dollars. I mean, can't yep. we just take the can Star Wars just have the point two? I mean, there's just a lot the point. we could, just the point we, two. There's a lot we could do with that. <laughs> I mean uh,
2: <laughs> everybody
0: gosh. else, I mean, everybody else can have can have the three billion. Star Wars just needs the point two. Actually, yep. really, we need like a point zero one of that point two just to do like a one hour Ewok movie. Okay, that's it. That's that's all it. we're asking. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, bring Warwick back right as Wicket. Get Low Gray in there, old shaman. I mean, how much are Bob Iger and some of these people, you know, CEOs making on their, You know, how what's their bonus look like? I mean, suspend your bonus.
1: Give Seriously. us the Ewok movie.
0: <laughs> do what they even the deserve? Do they? Do they deserve a bonus in the first place? God, uh, I mean, well. if there's, I mean, what kind of job are they doing if there's no Star Wars Ewok, you know, Pixar level movie? I mean, that to me sounds like they're not doing their job. So, they some, shouldn't get a bonus. They should sh- get a bonus for it.
1: the The fact that that decision hasn't been made and put into pre- someone should be fired. I don't know who. We need to start. I'm,
0: we need to start buying. We need to start buying Disney stocks when we get to vote at the shareholders meeting and be like, look. We're gonna fire everybody who's not. If right. we all come together, as Star Wars, fans, that's right. Buy and buy Disney stuff. Okay, that's there are more of us. There are more of us. <laughs> okay, we get to make the decision. Okay? <laughs> oh my it's god! Our
1: comp- It's our company now. Crazy, and that's the thing. I, we wouldn't even have the sequel trilogy if it weren't for the Caravan of Courage. Let's be honest. We wouldn't if have I the failed. Mandalorian. We wouldn't have any of this stuff. Luke Skywalker would have been dead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. That's too far. That's too far. But uh, as they announced, like twenty
0: new Star Wars projects, and not a single one of them had Ewoks in it.
1: I want I want a personal sit-down <laughs> conference with the leadership <laughs> at Lucasfilm. I do, I'm demanding. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn into like like the Mike Zero of just Ewok production stuff. I'm gonna rage out until I in get Rise my of Skywalker.
0: Ewok. In Rise of Skywalker, they hate the they 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 hate the Ewoks so much right now as that they literally tried to kill them off twice. They said, you know what? Everyone thinks all oh, the Ewoks are cute. We're going to make porks. Well, they were wrong. Okay. Right. Wrong. Ewoks are still cuter than porks. Now, they did make something cuter when they make Grogu. So hats off to that. But yeah. that was a Dave Filoni decision, and he Thanks. knows what he's doing. Right. Sure. Yes. Do you believe yeah. we, do you think we will see Ewoks in The
1: Mandalorian? I'm telling you right now. The, the thing. Okay. You know what gives me hope that they might do it is you've got like a Kowakian monkey. You've got that little monkey lizard thing that they showed that was in the cage, right? Like they show you stuff. They've got Gamorreans fighting with big axes in, in an arena. They take the alien creatures. I mean, my God, I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I forget. Like that's, how do you bring that guy? That guy's like a... We cared. I, I was I was like heartbroken. Quill, broke. man. I was heartbroken when he died. Well, is he, he well he, is be, he, he became one with the Force, I believe. He did. He did. But
0: I just... You're never like,
1: really gone. You, no, no, no one's ever really gone. So, <laughs> But if you could... Hey, here's the thing. If you can take an Ugnaught, right? Like Quill, and you can turn him into that type of character, you can take one daggone lone Ewok that comes across the Mandalorian...
0: And turn you know, him Quill, Quill would be an interesting character to see in The Bad Batch. Oh my God, yes, yes,
1: because he, back during the time, it's when he was in it, like like his right. servitude, and he was right, yeah, during the during the dark days. Wow,
2: that no would be. See him.
0: I bet we do too. That's actually really. I mean, good we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we got an origin story to the <clears throat> to the rancor Okay, I think we can get an origin story for Quill. <laughs>
1: We have a baby Rancor origin story, but we don't have one for Quill or for any of my Ewok friends. God. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting fired up. I'm actually getting heated. It it, over
0: get, here. it, it gets me fired up.
1: Yeah. it, 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 it um, has me
0: wonder what what are they doing with all this extra cash that they're sitting on.
1: Well, let me let me let let me get you fired up a bit a bit more. Let me move to a transition uh, a transition a transition to a transmission here real quick. So, guys, friends uh Gentle beings, I should start saying by the way, that's a great phrase. I was reading the old Star Wars books again, Gentle beings. That's what y'all are. Uh, Thomas Hill, send us a transmission. If you send us a transmission, we will read it on hyperspace. I don't care who you are or what it says as long as there's no foul language or anything crazy on it. Um, most likely 99%. I said, well I said I said we'd read anything and I now I'm backtracking like crazy like uh, uh, no, no, no swear words. Um, here we go. So Thomas Hill, Sent this in uh, thanks to him. So, hi, Matt Nez. My name is Thomas. I'm 17 years old, and this is my Star Wars theory. My dad, uh, or Star Wars story, excuse me. My dad introduced me to the originals when I was around seven, showing me four, five, and six in release order. Then, because my siblings' age, I had to wait a few years before being allowed to watch the prequels, which were fantastic. Let's go. After that, uh, I got into Star Wars novels, reading almost every Legends book my library had available as an ebook. That's what I'm talking about, alright? I started with the Thrawn trilogy at the suggestion of my dad and was hooked from there. I ended up getting through all of the library's selection just as the Disney purchase happened, and I was highly annoyed that everything I had read was no longer canon. However, I enjoyed The Force Awakens and started watching Rebels, which I still consider to be. The best animated Star Wars series. I've continued to read and watch new Star Wars content and found Rebel Watch via Swish and Flick uh, right as The Last Jedi was ramping up. I followed you guys to Hyperspace Hangout and I've been listening ever since. Uh, now for my sequel trilogy thoughts, I actually enjoyed a lot of what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi and I thought that it was an in, that it was interesting to see a different Luke than the one we had in Legends. However, I was disappointed. With Rise of Skywalker, as I felt like JJ completely disregarded everything in The Last Jedi and attempted to skip it. While The Last Jedi's direction was controversial, I think it was something that resonated with a younger audience who want more gritty, realistic stories, uh, and still feel that that kind of still feel uh, fantastical. JJ should have stuck with the uh, with that direction, like Colin Trevorrow was planning to. I don't know if you've read his script, Duel of Fates, but it's fantastic. There's also a great fan-made comic of it. He puts a link in here, which I can put in our description for you guys. Uh, I think the script does a much better job of wrapping up the Skywalker saga. It makes Kylo Ren into the major villain, keeps Hux a credible threat, and continues to develop Rey and Finn while also keeping Poe and Rose as major characters. Obviously, Carrie Fisher's death uh, would have altered the script a little, but it would be easy to rework those parts, in my opinion. The script does a great job of, of tying in both the prequels and sequels, bringing back major settings like Coruscant and the Jedi Temple. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I, sorry, I'll move this. Seriously, right? Uh, it also brings back George Lucas's original Force concept, such as Mortis. Overall, uh, it would have been a much better finale, and would have taken Ryan's direction and ran with it, keeping the story continuous and powerful. Hopefully this gives you another outlook on the sequels from a younger audience. Thanks so much, Thomas. And Thomas, thanks. We appreciate that because that is the thing. I, I Star Wars is for everybody, and we've always tried to say, like, growing up, I mean, people dissed on our, our prequels, which we were as kids, like Thomas, right. growing up thinking... This is awesome. This, this is, this is, so, I, I do try to shy away from too much negative energy around the sequels because they are good movies. The Force Awakens is, is, is fun. It's awesome. and I love the character Rey. I love Finn. Finn's hilarious. And yeah, The Last Jedi got us going. We had no idea where it was going to go, but we thought it. Neither they, did they. Neither did they. And we <laughs> didn't. The one thing we didn't see coming was that they were going to undo. A lot of what had been done, like that, they were going to try right. to almost like move past it as if it didn't happen because course of the,
0: course correction and and,
1: yeah, and, and Rise and of Skywalker. I say double down on it, yeah, kind of like Thomas is saying, right. and I just, anyways, it's, I, I appreciate that perspective because you can like those first two films, but then it's just how do you, right, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, thread that needle to get all three to to kind of line up, right. but it's just tough. Carrie Fisher's death is a big deal. They might have
0: made major different, you know, uh, decisions. Right that could have affected all of it. So I I keep saying, I I feel, I I feel slightly better about them now. um, If I just, in my mind, I just sort of think that more as like graphic novels or comics where I think they all work a lot better individually. I think if you just watch it individually, um, it sort of works, but they, it's not a puzzle that works together. Can't pieces. Don't fit. Kind of looks like the right piece, but might not be, you know? So, um, That's just how I've how I've always kind of felt about it. But I will say somebody did bring something up the other day on Reddit, which I thought was funny. Um, it was a meme of it was a meme of Luke, and it's uh, making fun of the Michael Jordan last dance uh, thing. You know, where he's like, "Oh, I took it personally," and so it's uh, like it's like Mark Hamill standing there. He's like, "Yeah, Ben had a bad dream, so I took that personally." You know? Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny. That's funny. <laughs> but um, ask me this: as didn't Luke? have the high ground? Yeah. Yeah. So any what happened well, what happened did, did Ryan Johnson just say I the high ground that's a joke. Just like Luke's lightsaber when he flings it. I feel like he I feel like he's just flinging the the high ground out the window well, too. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is I just it is
1: such a a drastically crazy. I think I heard somebody say, I don't know if I don't know if JJ said this or not, but somebody said like Ryan kind of said, oh, it like this or that doesn't matter in Star Wars, like what your name is or, who, or where you belong or or whatever. I don't know that he entirely did that. But then their, their course correction was I know Matt's about to jump, jump all over here as I go back into The Last Jedi defense mode. Uh, but because I think he is a good writer, it's just he's writing a single story. It's like a dark like you said, it's a dark graphic novel that you could almost dismiss. Uh, oh, but except for it's a sequel, and it's it's meant to be a part of the, a, a trilogy that doesn't – it just so clashes that it's – I don't know. Anyway, it yeah. Maybe he did just throw some major Star Wars things and say, ah,
0: I'm going to toss it out the window. and I'm just going to say Luke had the high ground. I mean, yeah. that, is, that is a fact, okay? Right. But some people are the masters of the high ground. See, everyone's like, oh, but Obi-Wan and the Phantom Menace didn't have the high ground. Well, that's because he's the master. He's the master of the high <laughs> okay. ground, my friend. I mean, come he, on, like, long ago, train, he learned Luke it. says it, training, you know, power without training will right. get you nowhere. Will get you okay. nowhere. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, he was trained by qui Like, Vader Vader yeah. has the high ground in uh, Empire Strikes Back. But what's he do? He gives it up. He, he jumps gives down. it up. He jumps down, does his little flying he maneuver. No. Yeah, Luke you know. gets it
1: back when Luke flings his way up. I mean, I'll never. <laughs> the funniest meme I ever saw was when Luke, it was a gift Luke does that somersault and he jumps and he gains the high ground on Vader. And Vader says, Obi-Wan has trained you well. <laughs> I was it like, is, oh my God, that is so hilarious. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, I don't it's know. the key to everything yeah the high ground is is the key they should make a series just called the high ground explain we have you know, the just, high republic yeah well
0: pfft. uh anyway uh <laughs> all right friends awesome. so yeah, all was, right all right cool. guys. good show awesome all right guys hey well hey we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace and be sure to shoot us your star wars thoughts your origin stories we love hearing those any of your favorite memories from a galaxy far far away If you like our podcast,
1: don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at
0: gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like Dustin Krauss.